0: It is the Drive of Piper ESPN Radio 93.5. Fun first hour. Yeah. I hope we, everybody else enjoyed
1: it. We got the GIF, by the way, from the 217. How do you say his name? Steve Buscemi. Mm. He's kind of a weird looking dude, actor.
0: Okay. Did you see it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know who you're talking and about it. That's where he's, he's in a like, lot of those Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he's like carrying a skateboard, and, you know, he's he's obviously like 50, and he's in high school, and he's like, How do you do, fellow kids? (laughs) That's solid. Yeah, we got that. Also, my buddy, Nick, he's in my uh, section of the horseshoe. Mm -hmm. He said, I think George O'Leary was the Notre Dame coach who got fired, not Weiss. You're right. It's my fault. How soon we forget George O'Leary. He coached for like five days because he lied on the resume, I think. So, yeah, thanks for the correction, Nick. There you go.
0: I wonder what he lied about on his resume. I think his accomplishments or something. Did he say he invented the internet? (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'll I'll have to go. (laughs) Let me see if I can find George O'Leary. I bet the dude likes to drink beer. I'm just throwing that out there. I would
0: imagine. Um, Guinness guy, probably. Probably. Yeah.
1: Let me start over. You keep talking.
0: All right. Uh, Randy mentions on the U of I Atlanta League text line, did you see the report? of Tommy DeVito doubling his price. I did. That stinks. I did. From 10000 to 20000 for an appearance at a local pizza joint and the pizza uh, restaurant, which is family-owned, could not meet that demand, so they, yes. they dropped the, the deal with him. And the
1: agent said a deal was never put in place. Oh, really? But the pizzeria produced a text that shows essentially – that they had agreed to 10,000. So, this is what happens when you get an agent, number one, and that's the one that
0: wears right, what he wears.
1: And that agent's looking out for his guy and saying, Well, wait, we just beat the Packers on Monday Night Football. Yeah. So, guess what? I get that. I, here's what's going to happen in this thing this is going to end up being a feel good story because Tommy DeVito is going to make this up, he's going to do it right. He, he will end up going to this
0: restaurant and signing autographs. I, I, well, on that note, Kyler alerted us on the U of I Line League text line, and I just uh, searched it on Twitter. He showed up there today uh-huh. on his own, unpaid. There you go. That's exactly. As originally scheduled.
1: That's it. When I first read that, I said Tommy DeVito is going to become, this is going to double his stardom now. Like, this was probably all put together. This was all a rue. Like the agent and the been. pizza, like first of all, the I, pizzeria place. Now everybody knows them in the in the country. So now, if you ever go out there, you're like, "Well, I got to eat at that place that was shunned by Tommy."
0: Yeah, this. Was I think it. Sho- I don't know that it. Maybe it could have been, but it was such a bad look originally. Not not such a bad look. It just wasn't a good look originally, where you make that much of maybe a a jump in the asking price, especially right. if a deal was. Already kind of like handshake agreement upon, but uh, for it to get reported too, you just don't want that for Tommy, right? For to get reported of all right now, they're trying, it's trying to big league some people into asking for bigger money. Even though, yeah, he's a he's a local star right now, Mm -hmm. Um, and it is his. We hope that it's not, but it is for sure his 15 minutes of fame. You hope that it's a lot longer than that. That's that's Uh, right, but maybe it's not going to be. I know you you talked about that last week, um, and he's got to capitalize on it. Uh, But I think that it does also show, you know, there is a bridge between, you know, agents are supposed to handle a lot of these things for players and they they will try to get what their market worth is and and what they can get out of of certain deals and whatnot. But sometimes it it does make certain athletes look greedy or look sure and and not the best. I'll even I'll even say it like I I like obviously I, I covered IO for a long time. I like him a lot. Uh, but I mean, he had a he had an event here in Champaign in the fall where you know you had to pay thirty bucks to get your picture taken with him, mm. or you know $60, 70 bucks to get his autograph. And at the the first thing that came to my mind is like, man, that's a, I, you're right. It's a lot of money just to get a picture with I.O. Right. I get it. Like Io's a stud. He's a star. He's beloved here forever. But sometimes you're like, do you really need that? Right. And, and I know that I heard from some people around here. I was like, man, that's. That's not a bad look. I wish he didn't do that. I was like, well, yeah. you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if his agent kind of sure. worked that deal out. And, and sometimes these guys maybe get get bad advice, in my opinion. And I, again, I, look, if I was in that position where I people would actually pay to get their picture taken with me and uh-huh. for and my autograph, maybe I would do it. But uh, I didn't. I didn't love the uh, that I'm or with just you. maybe the kind of the optics for Tommy. But I bet Tommy,
1: dad set him down and said. I don't know if you had a hand in this or if this was all the agent, but you're going to walk your little butt down there right now, and you're going to go sign autographs at that pizza place. That that the parent had to step in.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm kidding, be. but maybe not. Maybe, but we knew we knew that Tommy's a oh, he's an awesome a kid. Um, yeah. You know, Trevor coming on last week and talking about he showed up at somehow got Trevor's address, showed up at his door dropped him off an autographed football That's incredible. Uh, unannounced, you know, just because that they talked to each other on a, on a zoom where Trevor was setting up an interview for him to do on the field of, of 12, which they, they had a football version of field 68. And Trevor was like, oh, I'm a big Illinois fan. And this is really cool. And, and congrats on the season you're having. And That's next so thing you know, cool. Tommy's coming with an autographed football. So Tommy seems like a really cool dude. And this Great. is a very, um, up move that he's making to do this today. So, um, yeah. That's good. T- uh, hat tip to him for making it right.
1: Last football thing, and we're on to basketball.
0: Promise? Yes.
1: I'm making both of us promise. Okay, let's
0: promise. Uh,
1: George O'Leary, a few days after he was hired, inaccuracies were discovered in his published biographical sketch. The, bi- the biography, which had remained more or less unchanged for two decades, stated that O'Leary had earned three letters in football at the University of New Hampshire, but when the – Union leader called the university to research a feature story. The school informed the paper he had not even played in one game. Oh,
2: so, wow.
1: he said that he was – he lettered three times in football. Okay. And, look, and if, if, if not. you're using that to pick up somebody, you know, and your future wife and you're <laughs> wanting to – at the local bar, that's great. But then you lose – You the, know, I never tried that, but
0: maybe I – Yeah.
1: You lose the football coach – you lose the head coaching spot at the University of Notre Dame. Ouch. Because you lied because about playing yeah.
0: college, mm. seems like something you wouldn't have to. Now, former players do get some opportunities that those that didn't play. Yeah, but if he was a successful, co- like it's not like it was his first coaching gig. Yeah, so yeah. it's
1: crazy. All right, bracketology. I was kind of shocked to see this, and I can I just state for the record that I'm. I don't go to bracketology like every other day. Like I forget about it, and then about because you're on weeks, Ken Palm. Okay. That's right. That's right. And then like a month later, I'll see it. I'll see bracketology. I'm like, oh, I'd just check in, you know, because this thing will change five million times. That said, I would enjoy seeing this mm-hmm. in the South bracket. Uh, Kansas is the one seed. Tennessee is the two. Illinois the three seed playing Colgate who you rematch rematch and opposite Virginia as the six and New Mexico as the 11. So essentially you'd run into maybe a Virginia and then you'd probably run into Tennessee, Tennessee. again yep. in the, in the round of 16. And then possibly you would play Kansas who else is in that? Kansas.
0: Fau is in that. Oh yeah. As a, as a I just four. Saw that.
1: Kentucky has the five. Ooh, how about an Fau Kansas game? That'd be really good. Yeah. Your other one seed. So Kansas a one. Purdue, Arizona, UConn. The twos are Oklahoma, Houston, Marquette, Tennessee. Two teams that beat you, and then the other threes along with you are Baylor, Creighton, and Clemson. Is Clemson good at in Allen basketball? I didn't Clemson's know this. Pretty good. I did not – that kind of snuck up on me. I was just looking to see how many
0: Big Ten teams. Yeah, do they have that breakdown by conference or we got to count it out ourselves? Yeah. Lenardi does have Michigan State as his first team out. Oh,
1: wow. There's seven Big Ten teams. Wow. Nine from the SCC, eight from the Big 12, seven from the Big Ten, five from the Big East and ACC.
0: As of right now, Nebraska. Yeah. On the last four in line. Interesting. Wisconsin. Now, is it's way four. early. but Well,
1: right, again, this will change tomorrow. Ole Miss is undefeated. They're an eight seed. But I don't think they've played many people. Yeah, Chris Beard there now. Yeah. And they just welcomed in a pretty potent transfer, didn't they, that is now eligible to play, I saw. I don't know. Was, Sometimes I read stuff. Oh I read like half of it. And then I'm like, and see, that's the dangerous thing about me in this radio show. I'll read half of something. And then come in here and proclaim my brilliance by saying, "Well, they blah blah blah," and it's like,
0: "I don't think blah, you, that's
1: not what happened."
0: I don't think you were here when Kyle and I were discussing it, but they had the. I keep forgetting what you call it—the restraining order, which just seems so weird for mm-hmm. that that term to be used in, in like preventing an NCAA rule. Well, the the restraining order has been placed on the fact that the NCAA can legally, apparently, keep players from playing immediately if they transferred multiple times. So long story ah. short, there was kind of a back and forth where the NCAA at first was like, okay, we're you could still be punished or just this would count as a year of eligibility if this gets flipped here in 14 days. So like Andre Curbella played his first game last I night saw at Southern that. Miss. Adam Miller's played a game now at Arizona State. Two guys that... Have transferred multiple times that were sitting out this year because they didn't get a waiver uh, to be able to to play. So uh, originally the, the NCAA said, okay, if this gets flipped in two weeks and you play three games, we're going to count those three games as a year of eligibility. Wow. Now they've stepped back and said we won't. But we want we have to wonder if this is going to get to a point where they're just going to do away with the rule where you can just forget the the guidelines of you can only transfer once no restrictions the second time you have to sit barring some kind of mental health argument or you having graduated. If it's just going to be a free for all, you could literally go to four schools in four years, not sit anywhere or just threaten your, your school and say, you know, if you don't give me more NIL money, wow. yes, I've transferred already, but I'll transfer again.
1: Yeah. Well, it's crazy. Probably lose me as a fan. And and whatever, I'm glad that they're able to do that. I mean, I'm not. Well, I'm not. I mean, it, it, I I said it to for Kyle, those people that are like, well, they. Blah, 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 it's it, so dumb. It really is. It really is.
0: Especially those that are. I get it. Like, I don't. I don't know. But and this you guys- is a
1: student athlete. Yeah. This is a student
0: uh-huh. athlete. Uh huh. Yeah. Right.
1: So you know, maybe they took that first year of radio TV at SIU and said you know i'm valley freshman of the year in basketball but i didn't learn quite what i needed to in radio tv so mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's just like yeah the the <laughs> grad transfer loophole the I, I don't know if they still have it in the description but you had to if the grad program you're going to wasn't offered at your previous yep. school then you could go to that next school and not have to sit out.
1: So they would just look for a grad program
0: that isn't offered. Yeah, yeah. That's why you'd have to have some obscure grad program where <laughs> right. people would just that. That's our that's our transfer window there.
1: Dinosaur fossils is that wait that wouldn't be a fossil bones.
0: Yeah, I, Chevy Chase film study.
3: <laughs> oh, count me
1: in for that. Let's go. Just taking a dip. Just taking a swim.
0: Rusty. (laughs) Anyways, back to bracketology. You know what's great is that in recent seasons, even I think last year we were talking about, oh, no, Kansas, being in the same bracket as Kansas. Now, obviously, it's easy to say now that you've played them and beat them in an exhibition game, I wouldn't be as fearful, obviously, of Kansas. I think Kansas is not a deep team. They're a team that relies a ton on Hunter Dickinson. Now, would the game be differently if they Illinois and Kansas played and Terrence Shannon and Coleman Hawkins didn't combine to make nine threes? Could be a little different. Would agree. But Illinois, in my opinion, is deeper. And if Coleman is going to have a good game offensively, he can ex- exploit the fact that Hunter's not going to go out in the perimeter and guard him. Plus, you know, McCuller is their best wing player. and He was
1: lights out. He was fantastic in
0: Champaign. And it speaks to Terrence that he was – a little bit better. Like he he performed outperformed him for as good as Kevin McCuller was. Shannon actually outscored him in that game. A rematch with Tennessee would be interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of people Illinois fans would say, "All right, let's get him on a neutral court. Let's not have him in Knoxville. R- Maybe right. they don't get as many calls." It would it would be very interesting to see just what officiating crew you get in that one mm-hmm. uh, and how tight they they blow that whistle and whatnot. Um, Illinois should feel good because you've played. Kansas, you've played Tennessee, you played Marquette, you've played FAU, you've played four bona fide, like teams that can go deep in the tournament, if not top 15 teams. Not, I could just flat out say four bona fide, final four yeah. contending teams.
1: I would not want to play FAU again. Yeah. You had to shoot 60 some percent to beat them.
0: I mean, <laughs> I don't know how they guard you. Well, that's true. Because they don't have size and that's true. cannon and Damas, I don't know if DeMass shoots like that, but he can post them Ooh. up because they're, they're a smaller team. I mean,
1: you had career nights out of two guys and shot the ball. You shot
0: 90% from the free throw line. That's how crazy that was. What's nuts is this team's actually been decent from they the line in the last few games. They have. Three-game three, I... three game sample size, the last three, they've shot like 80-some percent. It, are the right guys getting there? It's probably helping
1: that, yeah. But certainly, no. I agree. I mean – that is interesting that in this bracketology that, minus Marquette, every team you faced is in your 16-team quadrant. Kansas,
0: FAU, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You just don't have Marquette in there. Marquette right. of yeah. the three is the team that scares me the most. Now, they're, it's easy to – well, I, I guess Tennessee also beat you. Marquette beat you. Would you agree with that? Would you? How would you rank between – Kansas, Tennessee, FAU, and Marquette, the team you would least want to see again?
1: That's a good question. For some reason, I think it's because I can try to shoot holes in the idea of Kolok doing as well as he did against you, Mm -hmm. but yet he's just that good. He's really good. There's no reason in the world that says he doesn't do that again against you. I would probably face in order I'd probably want to face Tennessee least is what you're saying? No. Most? Most. Okay. Of those four. Yeah. I'm just making sure. On a, non, on a on a on a non con like you neutral know, court. Neutral yep. court. I'd probably go Tennessee, FAU. It's hard because you beat Kansas. I just don't think Kansas is that I mean they're not this dominant one. I'm with you on that. I mean, if Hunter Dickinson doesn't do much against you, then you've got a legit shot of, but he's pretty good. He's pretty good. And Self is, we know what he can do in March. I'd probably go Kansas and then Marquette.
0: I'm probably like you.
1: Hmm.
0: It's so tough to Marquette put that together. Marquette would be the least. Yeah, I have Marquette up there because – what do you? But n- I feel
1: like, t- like I feel like, athletically you match Marquette.
0: Yeah, I I get that for sure. Um, it's just Kolek was so good. He's so good. And facing a bona fide top notch point guard, and March just screams. Yeah, let's try to stay away from that <laughs> right? as much that's, as possible. That's
1: a great point. And then the other thing is the. The stark difference between FAU and Tennessee and Marcus Damask. Like Marcus Damask could not miss against FAU. Mm. He could not make a shot against Tennessee.
0: Right. Tennessee defensively yeah. is pretty, pretty stout. I would agree. And I- they're one of the teams, I think, athletically, that can make sure that Terrence has a tough time.
1: That's a great point. So maybe Tennessee should be up that list.
0: It, it just depends. It depends. If, if Tennessee's not making shots, they cooled off. Like, they came at you in waves early. Oh. And Illinois did not do a good job of guarding them. They got to the rim a ton. Right. Although, West does bring up a shock Shaka Smart in March, let's not forget. <laughs> I have not forgotten. What, although, I guess I did, West because uh, I have been on the wrong side of that. I picked Texas to win it all a couple of years ago. Um, he hasn't won a tournament game. Or, he won one last year, right? They were a two seed. They beat the fifteen. And they lost to Michigan State in the second round. He struggled in March big time yeah. since leaving VCU. Um, what do I know? I just, I love the personnel so much that I I wagered on Marquette to win it all. Nice. Not long after Illinois played against him. Well, um, I don't think that's a dumb move by any means. Any I means? also think that that night and just kind of in general, unless Coleman takes some more strides forward. Also Iguodaro is a yeah. advantage for Marquette against Coleman. That's a great point.
1: Yeah, because there's matchups on each one of them that are tricky. That's there's no doubt about that. That's it's interesting.
0: It's interesting. But that, it,
1: that is a cool uh, U of I line of link text line. I will not be at the Bragging Rights game Friday because Andrew has a game. Yeah, a so, lot of games. They're loading them up. I know. Well, it's just a holiday tournament. That's true. Have a holly jolly Christmas with three drives to Hayworth, <laughs> six total hours in your truck. I don't know what rhymes with worth.
0: I thought you're looking for a word that rhymes.
1: with truck driving all over the earth. There you go.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh,
1: a two one seven said he'd buy he or she would buy us each a bruski if I can get my picture taken with you.
0: Well, that's not hard. I'm down. <laughs> Is that the same one that asked about wagon If you're going to be there, you can find me. Although, 8 o'clock game after a pot, It's going to be late. Yeah. But I'm sure Joey Wagner and I will find ourselves at some place to get a refreshment Uh, Yeah, uh, late at night. Yeah.
1: Lindy said, so you majored in dinosaurs or paleontology? Well done, Lon. (laughs) (laughs) Mike does not. Mike Schmarth, he does not think Florida Atlantic is a top-tier team. He said this before we played him. Hmm. So,
0: I think they're pretty good. I, mean, I think they're legit.
1: I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like Joe already knows this stuff better than Lon and Mike, and he's got him as a three right now. That's pretty good. And when you think about it, I don't know who do they play during the season?
0: They're now in the American, or they were in the American except last year Memphis too. Memphis. And- Memphis. Okay. See, no, it see, used to no? be Cincinnati. Cincinnati's no longer in that. Okay, because they moved to the Big Twelve. So, the American losing Houston, losing oh. Cincinnati has hurt that league. Oh, that's true. But also, then on the other side, FAU really shouldn't took shouldn't take very many losses no, that's at all, all the rest of the way. So um, they're going to
1: they're going to be in pretty good shape. I mean, to be. we're
0: yeah, we're looking at Memphis. They play Arizona coming up mm. this weekend. So, maybe how you view how how legit (laughs) FAU is, I think that game could tell us a lot about that one. But in terms of their in-conference, I mean, they get Charlotte, Tulane, UAB, Wichita State, who obviously isn't what they used to be, North Texas, Temple, South Florida. John Chaney. Yeah. I always remember the
1: John Chaney-John Calipari battle Mm. in the postgame. Love it. That one. Who did Temple have that one year? They had one guy that was a stud.
0: When those two teams were doing battle?
1: Didn't they have one guy? Am I thinking of the right team?
0: Like, Temple had a guard that was... Aaron McKee? uh, I think it would be before that. So, UMass would have had Marcus Camby?
1: UMass had Marcus Camby, yep. And then he got hurt in the first game of the NCAA tournament, didn't he?
0: Is that right? Oh, that's Kenyon Martin.
1: Oh, it's Kenyon Martin. Good yeah. call for Cincinnati.
0: Um, Mike says Mark um, Mark Macon. Mark Macon, yeah. I don't know what that who's that? He played at Temple. Oh. He was
1: <laughs> At first I thought Mike was giving us his last name and I'm <laughs> like, "Wait a minute." He's <laughs> going to be the first Mark. round
0: pick in 1991.
1: Okay, that's I think that's who it was. He was just really really good. I, I don't know. That might not be who I'm thinking about, but it doesn't matter. Hey, we got to get Matt Selich on. Oh, yeah. I, why do I keep forgetting about That's that? That's all right. I mean, I'm not going to tell him you said that. No, I won't. And I hope I he's mean, not listening.
0: you shouldn't, and I won't tell him.
1: <laughs> that. Yeah, I thought we haven't talked NBA in a while.
0: So. Can we pick fun of the Lakers for hanging an in-season tournament banner? Is that what they did? Yeah. Wow. You see world championship banners, like, They put them next to the old school ones, like the 60s and the 70s. Oh, just, you know, Wilt Chamberlain and Jerry West and those. Right beneath those, 2023-24 in-season tournament champions, LA Lakers.
1: Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, LeBron's hunting for anything. How many more years? You know
0: what Jordan didn't do when he was 38? (laughs) Take the Wizards to the finals of the in-season tournament and win it. See? Because they didn't have one.
1: Take that, MJ lovers. What? Um, how many years will LeBron play? He's definitely going to play at Brawny. Oh, that's right. So probably three more. Where's Randy coming from just out of nowhere? Was this text sent like an hour ago and it just went through? I don't know. He's just all of a sudden, lots of transfer portal quarterbacks chose their schools. <laughs>
0: like... I'll have to look. Maybe there was another decision in terms of a, a guy on the move.
1: I'm like, we haven't talked anything about football this. Well, we did. Oh, we I did, guess. Early. we yeah. did early. We did early. I'm just picturing Randy being like me. Like I send a text and like an hour later it goes through finally. <laughs> it's like the timing one, of it is just ill. Yeah,
0: one of those Dylan Gabriel going to oh. Oregon. Oh. So we wondered, you know, ah, they got Bo Nicks. Who are they? Oh. Who are these Pac-12 teams who have Heisman level quarterbacks going to replace them with? Uh, Yeah, Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma to Oregon. You've got the Will Rogers from Mississippi State to Washington. I can't take him serious just because of the name, Will Rogers. Yeah, I just can't. Is it Kenny Rogers, Mr. Rogers, Aaron Rogers? Well, there used
1: to be a Will Rogers, right? There was Uh, like a musician or like a cowboy or something like that. it is. singer? I don't.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, what what about the Manning kid? Will he be a freshman this year? He was at Texas this year. Yeah. Oh,
1: so he didn't play
0: right, and Quin Quinn, oh, Quinn Ewers man. says he's coming back to Texas Ooh, I believe okay, okay um, Matt Silich was supposed to be on one minute ago, and we already got to catch a break and play some commercials, so he's going to be mad at us, but we're going to get him <laughs> on the horn, our resident NBA expert to catch up on the association we'll do that next. This is the drive First federal savings. Bank. Urbana, invested in our community since 1908. Before you buy your home in 2024, speak with one of our experienced lenders, Jack,
1: Jim, Kim, or Lane. Experience the convenience of working with a local lender with local service decisions and loan underwriting. We'll close your loan conveniently in our comfortable offices. We invite you to visit us to experience the exceptional friendly service from our knowledgeable staff. Hey, if you're not already banking with us, give us a try. We think you'll love it here. We do. Call or visit us at 356-BANK-TODAY. First Federal. Member FDIC. Equal Housing Lender. NMLS four three five one two zero.
2: is the season of love. Couples, if you're going through that engagement chapter of life, congratulations from Inspire Your Wedding and Events. Save the date on Saturday, March 23rd for this premier immersive, interactive, and inspirational wedding showcase. Vendors, now is the time to connect so you can interact with couples at the historical and unforgettable Orpheum in downtown Champaign. Head to inspireyour.com.
3: From computer systems to brakes and tires too, at PDR, fixing cars is what they do. Remember, when you turn the key and the car won't run, call 367-9481 or use their dedicated text only line at 383-0619. Additional information including repair quotes and online scheduling requests available from the website at pdrauto.com. Remember, they are what's best for your truck or car. They are PDR. In an ever-changing real estate market, it is so important to work with experienced
1: agents like Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor teams at Taylor Realty Associates. They have the knowledge and expertise to get your home sold for the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. Trust the experience and success of Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor team at Taylor Realty Associates. Give them a call today at 217-355-0700 or visit them online at taylorboys.com. That's taylorboys.com.
3: Check off your shopping list with Cardinals Baseball. Five and ten game packs are on sale now and feature 2024's highest demand games and promotional giveaways. Choose from the opening day pack, bobblehead pack, Cubs pack, and more. New for 2024, check out the ten game for the Lou pack, which includes lots of new STL-themed promos. Give the gift that lasts all season. All baseball season, Cardinals ticket packs start at just $55 and are on sale now at cardinals.com slash holiday.
2: Carl works every day to improve the health of community members across the region, and it would not be possible without team members like Sierra Pool, Phlebotomy Lab lead at Carl Foundation Hospital.
4: I love working at Carl because of the togetherness among the phlebotomy team and the opportunity to advance within the department.
2: If you're looking for an opportunity to serve your community like Sierra in a supportive environment with opportunities for growth, visit carl.org careers.
3: jeremiah 29:11 states for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future what a comfort we have in this passage as the lord is telling jeremiah i care for you and will take care of you if you are in despair and think you have no hope pray to the lord for guidance see how your life can be changed in the lives of those around you this message brought to you by the blossom basket florist Here's the deal. When you combine State Farm home and auto insurance, you save an average of $889. State Farm agent Kurt Lenshaw is ready to help you combine home and auto and save right here in Champaign-Urbana. Call 352-1411 today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: Average annual per household savings based on a 2019 national survey by State Farm of new policyholders who reported savings by switching to State Farm.
0: Back in the drive at St. Piper ESPN Radio 935, right on schedule. Just as Lon texted Matt Silich. We'll call you at 437. <laughs> we are on the air with Matt Silich and the Tapman's Towing uh. phone line. Matt,
4: never a doubt, right? What's up? No, I was really, really confident that it was still coming. I, I hadn't even blinked an eye. Uh that <laughs> it was four thirty five, and I was thinking, yeah, probably probably, you know, in the next 10, 20 minutes. Boom. If not, next hour, you never know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, next yeah, hour on rough year.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: don't put it past us.
4: Right. Don't, don't do that. How are you, Matt? I'm doing great. I'm uh I'm enjoying life here uh in, in cold Minnesota, but it's actually pretty mild this time of year. Uh for this time of year rather. It's been it's been nice and like in the thirties. No. Nice.
1: So that's good. That
4: is nice. Uh that's a win. Small wins. Small wins <laughs> in the Minnesota winters. You gotta take those where you can get them. Yeah,
1: the older you get, by the way, you get small wins count. Those count for sure.
0: <laughs> Speaking of small wins, the Lakers in-season tournament oh. banner that's going up.
4: What a transition. That's beautiful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Banner worthy? Is this going to... I mean, to be honest, most teams, if not all teams, I'd say all teams that win a in-season tournament are going to find some way to honor that and, and you know kind of show that off within their arena. But it just looks weird, Matt. For And, and I guess whoever's going to be the first is going to make it look weird, but especially for it to be the Lakers and to have so many world championship trophies or uh, banners up there for it to go next to those just, just seemed off. What do you think?
4: You know, that's an interesting point. I, I think I agree with the point that, Hey, it looks kind of weird. And it's weird to have it like this really new thing on the same pedestal as you know, uh, Kareem and Magic, and you know, like some iconic teams that did the whole thing, won the championship. Even the Lakers and Anthony Davis and LeBron James in 2020. Like, there's some iconic championships uh, that that can be referenced. There, Kobe in and, and 2009. Like, you could you know runs the gamut. But I will say, like, I'm not gonna hate too much on hanging a banner. I think I agree with with a, a point that you made. That, like. If it were any other team, I don't think we'd be questioning it. Maybe the mm. Celtics, but like, if if the if the Pacers, who've never won an NBA title, had completed uh, their tournament run and won over the Lakers, there's no I, like I would have no problem with that banner going up, right? Like, hang a banner, you guys won the inaugural N- NBA Cup. I guess is what it's called. Like, I- I'm not going to say that it's the most prestigious thing, but it's not like it's a participation trophy either. Like, they this is a league. Nation tournament they're trying something new listen if they get rid of the nba cup in five or ten years because they're like "eh, it's kind of a failed experiment which i thought it went pretty well this first year i thought there was a palpable energy people who don't normally watch nba seem to be watching a little bit more at least anecdotally from what i heard um I, and then not anecdotally on the data a, a few of those games were some of the most watched nba games of the last five ten years wow so uh, of the regular season that is regular season games, but still um, so, yeah, I think, like, there's there's evidence to support that this matters. The league has said it matters. I guess I'm okay with the Lakers saying, hey, this matters enough for us to put up a banner. And I think, you know, I saw that I, I think where they put it, it's sort of close to, like, the Minneapolis Lakers titles of yesteryear. Mm. And, like, stuff that is maybe a little bit not quite on the level of uh, the Lakers, like, authentic NBA championships that they've won while in Los Angeles over the last 50 years or so. I'm okay with it. I'm not going to hate too much on uh, on hanging a banner. Let's listen. You know, you, we got to. We, we all should be hanging more banners for those small wins. I don't know. There you go.
1: I'm you hanging go. one for the idea that I even knew there was an in-season
0: tournament. Hey, perfect.
1: I <laughs> mean, that alone is one of the biggest. You know things ever I'm like well yeah I actually knew about this
0: put it up raise a toast yeah you got to find reasons to do that (laughs) my follow-up Matt I don't have to
1: find uh, many reasons to raise a toast yeah there you go (laughs) uh
0: we we knew that uh (laughs) you kind of answered it there I was going to ask you did did it work did the in-season tournament work one of the arguments for it 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 working and it it shining a light on uh, a different thing in the NBA was Tyrese Halliburton and the Indiana Pacers like that environment. In Indiana, yep. where I think when they played the Bucks, right, or is that who they were playing when they won that yep. that close game, and just to see Halliburton on a a grander stage, where if you're not, you know, if you're in L. A. or you're in Boston and you're not league pass watching, or it's, it's when you know Indiana comes to town, you're probably not watching him. That showed a a bright young star in the league, which is a good argument for what you probably hope to accomplish for the NBA on something like this.
4: I think that's exactly right. Like, I think let's not, you know, we don't have to be, like, even as as I am an NBA fan, uh, you know, I I, I root for the league to succeed because I love basketball and I want more people to love basketball, right? But I I don't need to sit here and tell you, like, they changed the, the course of league history by introducing this thing. Like, okay, there's no evidence of that. But, you know, listen, it was a nice showcase for some great young teams. We saw, yeah, Tyrese Halliburton sort of establishing himself as, like, I don't think, even i wasn't really aware of off you know what a good start he was off to i had seen some crazy numbers but then you watch him and you're like oh god like this is this is like a superstar leap this is like a he's a top 5 offensive player in the nba right now kind of a leap and you know again we haven't seen Tyrese Halliburton uh, in a playoff run yet. So, like, we don't, we don't know what this means for the long term future of, of him or of the Indiana Pacers. But I think if, if his tournament performance is any indication, certainly looks pretty good, right? Like, he, he played fantastically all throughout. So, um, yeah, I think it was a, a success for showcasing some young players. I think it's been a little bit overblown over the years that NBA players, like, don't try during regular season. I think there are games where, you know, because of the schedule, that does happen to a degree. Uh, but I still think it's been overblown. That being said, I do think there was a little bit of extra energy to those games, right? The players said it themselves, and I think we have to believe them on this, that like, the crowd being that into it is irregular. Um, in, in a place like Indiana, when they play the Bucks in the semifinals of that tournament, they said that the energy was on another level. Or a place like Indiana, where I think they played the Celtics at home and the Bucks on the road. Um, I think oh, yeah, good right. call. Thanks. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, you know when they when the Celtics come to town and they take down sort of uh, the the best team in the East over the last three four years, that's, that seems like a big deal for the fan base. But yeah, I'm I'm a fan of uh, I'm a fan of how it went in the first year. I think it's nice that uh, that a legitimate team and a legitimate player like LeBron won it too. Like I feel like that adds a little bit of cachet that it wasn't like the Washington Wizards to to, ra- <laughs> to rag on my own team like. It, it, people took it seriously enough that some of the best teams in the NBA were left and the only team that is among the final ones, that's not one of the best in the NBA, which is Indiana. Um, that team, obviously we know something crazy happened, which is a superstar might've been born. So, but um, so yeah, I think it was a, it was overall success. Maybe not like something that portends an amazing future for the league, but definitely a, a, a small win, a small win and something interesting for the future.
1: Amazing. The Sixers didn't win it, you know, I mean, cause they win so much. All right, anyway, Matt Silich is our guest on the Tapman's Towing phone line. Let me see if I can get this right. Chet Holmgren and Victor Wadabadibada. And all 40 feet of them combined. How are they doing right now in the NBA? They look freaky to watch. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I feel like I'm watching. Who was the dude that played years ago? Like, the. From what the BYU? Yeah, well, Manute and then. Brad, Sean Bradley. Like I kept waiting for oh, sure. somebody to accidentally hit him in the hip and they just completely bend over and break. So <laughs> they're, they're kind of weird to watch, but how are they doing overall?
4: Yeah. I mean, they're both really impactful players. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun race for, uh, that rookie of the year in the West. Um, I would contend, like, it's, it's weird. Like you can't really do this, but I feel like it's cheating a little bit for Chet Holmgren to win rookie of the year because, you know, he has got a unique advantage of an, a full year in an NBA right, weight room, doing right. injury rehab because he missed last year. And so I always feel a little bit odd about giving rookie of the year to someone who's not truly taking their first step in the league. But all of that aside, you know, I think the the stuff that we're seeing from Wembanyama is pretty crazy. Um, you know, like, it's one of those things that that crosses all divides, right? Like, you can watch him, like you said, Lon, Lon you're just, like, waiting for him to, like, break in half. <laughs> but his movements are so fluid. It's unlike anything you've ever seen at that size. And it's like, it's almost like you, you stretch Kevin Durant Durant out like he's Taffy, even a little further than <laughs> Kevin Durant already looks like he's stretched out Taffy, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's really crazy to watch his ball handling ability, his ability to make plays off the dribble, his playmaking for others, his passing. Um, and I think the Spurs are starting to realize, like, they had this experience where they were playing Jeremy Sohan, formerly of Baylor, at, uh, at the one as point guard for, for the start of the season and they tried that and, and they were really just trying to develop Sohan as a player and gave give him some opportunities but this team is much better with Trey Jones, a real point guard, leading the action and getting Wembenyama involved and I think as, as much as the Spurs are kind of a young and up-and-coming team and they're not really there with all the parts yet I like this latest version which basically like I think maybe five or ten games ago they started going to a starting lineup with Jones and one Banania Five. It's more successful. They're getting him involved more easily. And he's starting to put up some truly insane numbers. Like, mm-hmm. I think he had a twenty twenty night the other day. Um so yeah, he's he's looking crazy. And Holmgren, I think, is similar. I, you know, maybe not quite. I mean, his stats are amazing too, but maybe not quite the same like freakish statistical nights. He's had a couple. Um, but but probably like a better all around player right now so far. Um doing more defensively, I think Holmgren has been a little bit more solid and he's just uh, you know again a similar archetype of a like, a guy walking on stilts but with the athleticism of a guy who's you know 6 foot 1 in the NBA um it's two crazy players to watch really exciting young players to watch it makes me wonder if the future of the NBA is all guys like this yeah. like is it just going to like Giannis and and five Giannises versus five Chet <laughs> Holmgrens and and a bench of three Victor Wembanyamas and like are they all going to be 7 foot 3 and crazy ball handling and skinny and um, insanely athletic. I maybe. I don't know. There's not going to be – they're going to have to expand the court if that happens. Right? I agree. Totally. Uh, but, yeah, it is fun to
0: watch these two. Matt Silich is our guest on the Tapman Towing phone line. He is our resident NBA expert. You can follow him on Twitter at msillich2. Matt, I, I know it's early and, and things are subject to change. Also, the regular season, uh, we've seen teams who finish really well in the standings. Then, obviously, you got to prove it playoff time, which can be a tougher task. What I'm getting to is in the West – if you were in the preseason, you'd say, okay, the Nuggets could repeat. The Lakers are going to be in the mix. The Clippers, if they stay healthy, definitely going to be in there. Uh, the Suns with KD and, and Devin Booker. But look at the top of the standings. We already talked about Chet, who's part of a young and really exciting Oklahoma City Thunder team at the the two spot right now, 17-8. and eight. The one spot, the Minnesota T-Wolves. Everybody yeah. was dunking on not long ago, getting Rudy Gobert, and that's a weird fit with Carl Anthony Towns. What's working for them? I know one of the answers is Anthony Edwards, who's definitely a, working his way into a, being a bona fide star. But uh, I, I'm interested in your thoughts on on Ant, and then also just what else has put the T Wolves in position to have this much of a good start.
4: Yeah, I think I think I actually would focus like Ant is great. Um, but I think the reason that this team is so much better than they were a year ago, truthfully. Is not like a crazy leap from Anthony Edwards, although I think he is better this year, just playing better. I think it's Rudy Gobert. Um, you know, I, I think obviously a much maligned player, a much maligned character uh, over the last five, ten years of the NBA. Like people love to, you know, make fun of Gobert for getting posterized. But listen, like if you're gonna contest every shot that's anywhere close to the rim, like Rudy Gobert does, yeah, you're gonna get dunked on a few times, and the vast majority of the time, Rudy Gobert. Gobert gets the better of those interactions, right? Um, so I, I think it's him coming back into form. I don't know what was going on with him last year. I don't know if there was an injury. I don't know if there was a chemistry issue. Um, you know, it's, it's really like a similar or even the same, basically, team as last year with Mike Conley now having a full offseason with them. So chemistry, I don't know if that's really a factor. But at the end of the day, Gobert has been completely dominant on defense. He's well on his way to winning another defensive player of the year award. And it's going to be thoroughly deserved yet again. Um, I think, you know, the guys who are in contention with him for that award are, like, Anthony Davis and, like, maybe, like, a Jack Holmgren or something, right? Like, but but Gobert right now is far and away above those two, in my mind, at least. Um, just completely transform the team on that end. What he allows you to do is hide players who are incredibly good on offense, but maybe not the strongest defenders. Players that the Timberwolves happen to have several of, like Carl Anthony Towns, like their super sub uh, center on off the bench, Nas Reed, who doesn't really do much defensively, but if you play him next to Gobert... Yes, it's two centers, it's a little bit odd, but Gobert's stuffing everything at the rim, and that allows Nasri to kind of hang in there defensively on that end. And then, yeah, he's going to go back the other way and get you 30 points some night. So really just everything is working in tandem with each other on the defensive end for the Timberwolves right now, and I think it starts with Gobert. And then on the offensive end, they're getting enough every night. They have a really solid connector in Mike Conley who just enables everyone else to be the best version of themselves. And then you have guys like cat and, and Anthony Edwards who can on any given night score forty points. And that's a really good recipe for a winning team to be one of the top five or so defenses in the league because of Gobert largely. And then to also be a really solid offense that can turn it on because you have good isolation scores in those big moments. But yeah, I, I think that's really the formula. Now, did I you know, could we have foreseen that? Not many people did. I think a lot of people thought that they might be better this year. Um and I was one of those people who thought they would be improved, that they'd be in that top five mix in the West. I did not see this coming. Kind of, I mean, they are they are—they are really good. Their point differential says they're completely earning it. They're blowing out bad teams. They're making it not even a contest early on. And they're playing well against good teams. So there's really nothing to say that this team isn't one of the best teams in the West right now.
0: Last one for you, Matt. I want to get an update. Just your, your general thoughts on the Bulls who – started five and 14 and were miserable and hard to watch. And then Zach Levine goes out and, you know, Kobe White's been balling and, and IO had, has had some moments. I know he did have the Tony Snell stat line, uh, the infamous Tony <laughs> Snell, uh, a week ago, but then a few nights later he put up like 24, uh, in Miami. They've won six of the last nine. Uh, what do you think about the bulls, Kobe White, uh, just general thoughts on the bulls right now, uh, as it stands today?
4: I think the, Sooner, I think I saw, I, I want to give credit to, I think it was uh, Ricky O'Donnell from SP Nation who tweeted something along these lines. But I thought and I couldn't agree more. Um, it basically is like the sooner the Bulls realize that this stretch means that the Bulls are no longer Zach Levine's and DeMar DeRozan's team, as soon as they realize that that's what this stretch very likely means, I think the better off they'll be. I know that's a crazy change, right? Because Zach Levine is a good player. He still is. He will probably get traded somewhere else and and be exceptional. It's probably going to happen. Um, you know, he'll probably be a really strong player who's still able to score 20 points and 30 points and 40 points on a given night. But I think the way this team is playing, it's, it's more, you know, the, the improvement has been more than just more opportunities for guys, right? Kobe White is not just getting more opportunities and producing the same way he was before. He's producing... Way more, way better. He's doing everything out there. He's almost had a triple double the other night. Um, you know, he's scoring thirty points a game. He's shooting fifty percent from free, which that's the part that's not going to keep up. But you know, why can't twenty twenty 20.6 assists keep up for Kobe White the way he's playing right now? I feel like it can. Um, but he's he's getting more than just good opportunities. He's getting better opportunities, and I think the same is true for Iota Sumu. The same is true for Patrick Williams, who's been showing some things during this streak after not showing things for quite a while. Um, the last you know, toward the start of the year, Demar Derozan has been solid. I think he's fine. You can keep him around, but I, I think honestly that the the way the vibe has shifted with this team, it's enough for me to say I think that they should make a move on Zach and trade him away and try to get the assets they can for him. Because listen, like Kobe White playing at this level on the contract he's on, that's a valuable asset. I think you need to explore what he's doing right now.
0: Great stuff, man. Lon, you want Levine in Philly? <coughs>
1: No. Okay. I don't believe I do. Tyrese Maxey's a stud, isn't he?
4: He is. He is a stud. Uh, they're playing as, as good a ball as pretty much anybody in the league right now. Um, I think they have the best point differential in the league. Wow. Too. They're blowing everybody out.
1: Then they lost um, to the Bulls.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, you know, Kobe White. Kobe White. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> he's that good.
1: Really missing James Harden, aren't we?
4: We're really missing that uh-huh. guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Matt Silich, it is always great to catch up with you, my friend, and we'll do it again, and happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Will it be uh, a snowy Christmas in Minnesota?
4: Well, I won't. Fortunately, I won't ah. know at all because I will be in Hilton Head, South Carolina with my wife's family, so that's very exciting. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it's going to be 60 degrees there, which sounds great when it's been, you know, 20 or 30, so – Yes, uh, I don't, I don't know, and I don't care, but I am looking forward to, uh, to the rest of the season. Happy holidays to you guys, and Merry Christmas as well.
1: At what point did you? I obviously you love your wife, and she's the best ever, and but at what point did you just sit there and go, crap? Her parents live in South Carolina.
4: Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> so my parents just moved to Florida last oh, year. Oh wow! And. From Chicago, and and her parents moved from Michigan to Hildenhead. So both our parents wow. have taken on the snowbird lifestyle. I love and it. Uh, and are now you know empty nesters. I'm, I got a lot of bird metaphors going on right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, but we're very excited about both of those things. I was going to say we get I'm... to go down there. We went to Florida for Thanksgiving this year, and that was delightful. That's Eighty-five gross. degrees and sunny during Thanksgiving. That's about as
1: good as it gets. That is awesome. Good for you, Matt Silich. That's awesome. Well, listen, happy holidays, my friend. We'll do it again soon.
4: Happy holidays, guys.
1: All right, buddy. Thanks,
0: Matt. Appreciate Matt it. Sillich.
4: Happy holidays. How about that.
0: Good stuff.
1: Trying to pick between South Hilton Head or oh, Florida.
0: Man, I'm jealous. I, I'm going to get uh, both my wife and I's families live in Champaign. We need to have a, yeah. a meeting. They're right. not going to know it's like. What is this about? <laughs> Everything okay? Are you having a third is child? Good. <laughs> Yeah, third child on the – there's actually another child in the womb. Right, right. We just found twins. out. Oh, no, don't. I need to knock on some wood somewhere. Oh, but, my. Uh, oh, my. And it, yeah, you guys need to move. Yes. Because we want to go to our holiday get-togethers in a more warm and yeah. extravagant place. And that's on you guys.
1: Don't be moving to, like, Skokie. <laughs> right. By the way, speaking of that, what was up with Rashard Mendenhall? Oh, boy.
0: Let's just go ahead
1: and finish the show.
0: Yeah. Hold on one second. <laughs> Someone texted in about that and wanted... I mean, Jay played with them, obviously, at Illinois. Like, Jay got any thoughts on that? Really I'm not going there. Yeah. I'm not tossing that one to Jay. Yeah. Now, admittedly, people on Twitter, which that can be where Twitter is great, have made light of something that I think Richard was pretty serious about, and they put together the, the all-white versus the all-black oh, they did? teams... And uh, it's interesting now. The all white team has no corners. Like, no. They're Mason getting toasted on the to outside. Yeah. Right. Cooper DeJane. Um. <laughs> but the current the current offense could do well, especially do, at tight end. Yeah. Uh, CMC Christian McCaffrey at Ooh, running back. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but guarding like Tyree Kill, C.D. Lamb. Woo. Uh, Jamar Chase. Like that. That's gonna be really. That'd tough. be a little issue. Now again, like I I don't necessarily I don't agree I don't even get thrown necessarily out I don't agree with right. the premise uh, right. of Rashard I, I think it was. Unfortunate tweet by him, but um, I agree. I ah, will. Anyways, I did a tweet usually that's one time landmines I, when you try to talk yeah, about something like that. I on know. The radio. I but.
1: tweeted one time about how Illinois had lost like fifteen in a row to Wisconsin, and it uh, it backfired. Like everybody hated me for a day, mm. but they all moved on when they realized that was right. They- like you should <laughs> never lose fifteen games in a row to Doesn't Wisconsin who it is. basketball. Yeah. Ugh. All right, we gotta get out of here. I gotta get to Hayworth.
0: You gotta get out of here. I gotta belly up at.
1: Oh yeah, poor
0: guy. Long Branch.
1: I feel bad for you right now.
0: <laughs> Ribeye. My and- co-host isn't there, and my wife's not there. So wow. I, Somewhere in there, I should be like, yeah, this. I'm gonna eat for three tonight. You're just tearing it down tonight. Yep. Just- <laughs> Maybe drink for three, even someone's yeah, gonna right. me a ride home. Um, <laughs> Uber. I don't Anyways. know how many Ubers there are uh, yeah. in Gifford. <laughs> Gifford so. to, to Muhammad. Is that a popular <laughs> route? Is there a train that I can ride? Anyways. Uh a train. <laughs> Fun show. We'll do it again tomorrow. Appreciate everybody for listening. Thanks to Matt Sillis so joining yeah, us on the Tabman Stoing phone line. We'll talk some more bragging rights as we get a little bit closer. No show on Friday. Luke Goody tomorrow. Oh, perfect. On the 3:30. note of bragging rights. There you go. Perfect. And signing days. So we got a lot to do tomorrow. There you go. Perfect. Look forward to it. Talk to you then. Everybody have a great night, this is The Drive.